Are you looking for a place to park your money to make passive investments that pay you a constant rate of return as well as some cash flow? But you're wondering why some investments seem to have these ridiculously high IRRs and some are lower, and you want to know what the difference is and how to do great research on them? If so, you are in the right place. He's Nate Armstrong, the founder and CEO of Home Invest. My name's Steve Warner, and I am the Chief Investment Officer, and you are listening to Purpose Driven Passive Profits where we believe that real estate investing has a greater purpose. We believe that we are called by God to do the best that we can. Think about the parable of the talents. That's what we believe in right here. If you're looking for Lambos and private planes, you should probably check out somebody else's Grant Cardone podcast, or you can check us out right here at Purpose Driven Passive Profits. Nate, how are you doing today? Awesome. I'm excited about our topic today, Steve. So yeah, let's roll. All right. So if people are looking around, there is a lot of chatter on the internet, on Reddit, on different places, maybe bigger pockets where people are throwing out huge numbers as rate of returns. How can you tell what a good rate of return is versus a bad rate of return? And what should you be looking for to know that they are overinflated? Okay, so I'm going to answer that question by backing up a little bit. So um, good rate of return, bad rate of return, what to look for. Um, so from, from afar, you may not know this, just listening to this for the first time, but the reason that Steve and I do what we do and the reason that we created home invest in the beginning was to protect and manage our own wealth. Yes, we do make profit when we work with investors like you. Yes, we do have a team that we fund things like that, but it's not where home invest started. Home invest started because we wanted to protect our own wealth. And so when we started looking at other investments from other people, we had to do the same due diligence that you're doing right now on your journey as an investor. And so we've had a lot of time at the windshield, so to speak, looking at these other deals. And so um, here's just a couple of things. When someone shows a really, really big ROI on a piece of real estate, you have to stop and pump the brakes and wonder why and ask a lot of questions. The market itself is very, very efficient. Meaning if a property gets listed out there, especially if it's listed with a broker, it has thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of eyeballs, other investors all looking at the same thing. I remember when I used to be in Phoenix, Arizona, I was buying foreclosures at the time and I was doing it for this pseudo hedge fund. And um, this hedge fund, they had a certain cap rate, a ROI that they wanted per property. And I remember we would bid on properties and then there would be a competing bid that would come in. Like I might go up to this number and then a competing bid would come in and it would push us up a little bit. And I would take it back to the hedge fund manager and say, hey, what do you think? Do you want to take this one? Do you not want to take this one? And this was the game that was being played. And it started off, I remember when I first started buying these properties, it started at around a 13% ROI, a 13 cap. And then all of a sudden it went down to a 12. And then all of a sudden it went down to an 11 and then a 10. And we got to the point where it went down to a 6% over the course of about two years. And I just remember seeing how efficient the market was. Okay, so I say that because when someone comes in and says, I'm gonna get you a 40% return on investment, there's gotta be something off if that property was listed out there for other people. Um, it, sometimes there's unique circumstances that can create deals like that, and that can be okay. But most of the time when there's a really big number, there's usually something off. So just make sure that you understand the story. Make sure you understand how the deal was architected. What caused it to be that way? If they're telling you it's that way simply because it's a development project and it's in a booming area, 
and everything is growing, 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 and they show you historical data showing that it's going to keep growing, that's where I get a little bit worried right now. Steve, what happens in recessions? Do we keep I mean, growing, growing, growing? No, absolutely not. I mean, there yeah. might be one location that grows if somebody is moving there because rents are cheaper or things like that. Like, I think we saw people leave California. I think we see people leave like expensive places to live, but the economy definitely doesn't keep growing. It, it retracts because they're pulling money out of the economy. That's the whole thing. You see credit lines get clipped. You see people's equity in their houses go down. You see spending stop. You see people losing jobs. And it's like a slow downward spiral. You got it. I just had I had an investor come to me about six months ago that they were going to do our deal. And then they found this grocery store uh, distribution center that was being built that they could invest into. And they could get about a 2% higher IRR return. And they said, hey, this is a better IRR. I'm going this way. And um, what's interesting now, fast forward with some time, six months or so, um, uh, they haven't, that particular investment that he's in has not paid out any distributions. And um, I still stay in contact with them. And it hasn't paid out distributions because it's not built yet. And there's been delays, a lot of delays. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with that person's investment. I hope it goes really, really well for him. But here's what I do know. I just read the quarterly earning reports from a lot of these publicly traded companies that just started coming out in the last week or two. And I know that Albertsons, the huge grocery store chain, big distribution centers, Albertsons is reporting a loss. That's the first loss in probably 10 years they're reporting. A loss. That's a staple in the economy, food. You don't think during recessions that food is going to go through a loss, but they are. They're citing it to increased uh, labor costs, increased supply costs, and they have not been able to raise prices to compete against their actual costs internally. And so I know, you know, everybody knows this recession's here. It's hitting hard. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to basically affect the economy a little bit deeper than people think. So looking at speculative stuff right now is not something that I would be doing. I wouldn't be looking at development projects. I wouldn't be betting on things going up and being rosy forever. I would be betting on solid fundamentals. What has performed really well during the last downturn? And so although we go with kind of the, I say that it's the boring buildings. They're the boring ones because they're not the, you know, 40, 50% ROI properties, but these are the safe ones. They're the ones that are already producing cash flow. They're already rented out or mostly rented out, and they just need a little bit of love. They need some improvements. Uh, the particular building that we're working on right now, the owner hasn't done on-site hands-on management. They haven't had an on-site team member there for years. They've just owned it and passively just collected from afar, being an absentee owner. Well, there's an obvious upside for us by putting somebody on site and doing it. But these are boring buildings, but they're super safe. They cash flow really well. That's, I mean, finding buildings like that, like that, the reason they're called bread and butter is because they're what things are built on. It's the foundational. It sounds like you're also saying not just speculative, but development projects right now. I know I lived, I was in Vegas during the last downturn. And we saw if for those of you who don't remember, like city center was being built where Aria and the Cosmo are right now, as well as a property on North Strip, which still is not finished called Fountain Blue. Um, those projects stopped because there was no money for the banks to continue. The bank said, hey, we're not funding this anymore. Not our problem. And they literally stopped construction. You saw housing stop construction around the US. Developments that people were building got stopped in the middle 
because there wasn't funding to be had. And I think right now they're promising these the bigger inflated IRRs saying, you know, oh, it's going to it's going to keep going up. They're basing the numbers on where the world was a year ago, not on current projections. And the savvy investor will know that. But somebody who is just shopping and gets, you know, caught in the deer in the headlights and is like, oh, my goodness, that's such a good rate of return. I got to go. They're going to be sorry. Um, is there anything else like if they're doing calls with these people, if they're asking them questions, what are two or three questions that they could ask that would really help to uncover some of this, Nate? Yeah, I, I would want to know track record. I want to know how many properties they've successfully exited from, not just purchase. I know a lot of people that entered the whole real estate uh, syndication game where they pool together money and work with investors. They entered during good economic times, but have they weathered the storm of bad economic times? Uh, Jessica Watson, she's the 15-year-old the girl that sailed around the world by herself, solo, first youngest to ever do it. When Jessica Watson took that journey on, she didn't just like, you know, jump in a sailboat and go. She hired the best coach in the world, the coach that had sailed the world multiple times, the coach that he set the record before her. He was 17 years old and had sailed the world. And so when you're getting into investments in a season like this, you want to go with someone that sailed the world already. You want to go with someone that's weathered the storms, that they've already been around the world with this. Awesome. I think that is really, really good advice. Nate, speaking of great returns that are safe, secure, not going anywhere, do you want to talk a little bit about the deal that we have right now? You're talking about the, the hidden secret deal that nobody else knows about? Yes, the one that we have not released quite yet <laughs> until this podcast. Okay, sounds good. So uh, it's in Kentucky, one of our favorite states to do business, landlord friendly, business friendly, just all the economics are booming in the state. Um, but what makes this particular deal so attractive is that number one, we got to work with the seller direct and got to um, negotiate taking over the existing financing. He has this beautiful 4.3% interest loan on the property, um, long term fixed debt, we don't have to worry about going and getting some new loan at some high interest rate. We don't have to worry about the loan expiring. It's like, perfect. It's going to be cash flow from day one. And every single month thereafter, as we improve the building and increase rents, we just increase our cash flow. So it's a nice play to come into. And I love also that it's it's just around the corner from another asset that we own. Our on-site property manager is literally going to be able to funnel prop people from that property we already have over to this one. So the leasing game for this one is going to be really, really fast. Very, very nice play for us. Awesome. If you guys want to learn more about that, homeinvest.com is the URL. You can go there. You can click in the show notes as well or down below if you're checking this out on YouTube. We have it all linked for you there. If for some reason this property is full, which it definitely will be, you will see our other investment opportunities. Again, he's Nate Armstrong, the CEO and founder of Home Invest. My name is Steve Warner, your chief investment officer. We'd love to hear from you. Click down below. It is going to be a great deal and it's going to move really, really fast, not just because it has a great IRR that is in the bread and butter of investments, but also because it's got great cash flow. We are locking it in at super low interest rate. You can learn more about it down below. Nate, did I miss anything? You got it, man. Uh, this is a smaller deal, just like all of our deals fill pretty fast, but because of the size of this one's smaller, it's going to go like lightning fast. So yeah. Awesome. 
So make sure to click down below if you are interested. This one is going to fill up. We already have a couple spots spoken for, but you can jump in right now. Till next time, keep looking for passive properties. Passive profits. Passive <laughs> profits. There we go. Till next time, keep looking for passive profits, and we will see you soon. Thanks, guys.